You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. The secret to well-being is discovering the power that is your birthright, the power to create a happier, healthier life drawn from our own vast internal resources. Join Jules and her guests as they gently guide you to shift your perspective from the familiar negative to the divinely connected, a place that will not only positively impact your world, but possibly shift the planet. It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Well, welcome to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm Jules from beautiful Southern California, and I'm so glad you could be with me. I've got a great show. You know who's with us? My old friend and radio personality, Julie Ryan. And as you know, if you listen to her show, and I know you do because she has huge ratings, she is a medical intuitive and a psychic. And she just wrote her latest book called Angel Messages for Kids. And I'm really, really excited to talk to her about this. And I also want to remind you that she has another book that's really, really hot called Angelic Attendance. And that's about the transitioning um, of a loved one and all about what they go through. It's so fascinating. So I know you're going to love it. And I'm so excited to bring her on today because, well, there's just so many things going on in the world. It's just a nice time to sort of catch up with the angels and and have them tell us what is really going on in this um, historical time in our United States right now. This is really phenomenal. So let's take a fast commercial break and we'll be right back with Julie Ryan. It's here, it's hot, and it's a must read. It's the science behind the Law of Attraction magazine. Every issue brings you great articles and in-depth how-tos from all your favorite Law of Attraction experts, authors, scientists, and medical professionals. Go to lawofattractionmagazine.net. That's lawofattractionmagazine.net. Did you know that every human uses only a small portion of their powerful mind? Jules Johnson, International Certified Hypnotherapist, wants to introduce you to your powerful mind in order to create your dream life. In as little as one session, Jules guides you into releasing limiting beliefs that keep you from achieving wealth, health, better relationships, and even true love. Schedule a session in Palm Springs or set up a Skype video session for those nationally and internationally. Jules would love to serve as your guide into living your dreams. Go to creativeguidedimagery.com or call 951-201-2166. That's creativeguidedimagery.com. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network, heard by millions worldwide through 38 internet radio stations and in over 135 countries. Be sure to sign up for your monthly updates and get all the latest information on LOA radio events such as cruises, workshops, and seminars, as well as information on the latest shows, topics, and guests. 
Go to LOARadioNetwork.com and sign up today. Welcome back. Now, before we bring out Julie Ryan, I just want to mention and remind you that we have a couple things going on. We have um, a new movie coming out that has all of the old secret stars. There's going to be a link on the Law of Attraction Radio Network site that you can go and purchase it. And that should be in the middle of April. Then we're going to be giving you great information about the other new movie coming out starring Katie Holmes. And it is actually called The Secret Dare to Dream. And from what I hear from Joe Vitale, it is outstanding. It's going to be coming to a theater near you. So grab your friends, grab your loved ones and go see this movie in a theater and um we're this is just like the perfect timing to wake everybody up and to actually let them know that they have the power to create the life that they really want and if they can just grasp the principles behind it which is really kind of easy i think you'll agree then i think that the world will be changing for the better and i am so excited about this so with that oh i have another announcement i want to make we have a brand new store that has all the law of attraction goodies in there we also have a free um money attraction mp3 uh that you can simply listen to at the store you don't have to pay anything for it just listen to it and allow that money consciousness to flow into you. It's really great and it really works. And then um, browse around this store because you're going to see a lot of great goodies that are going to really help you. And I, I think you're going to enjoy it so much. Okay, now I think that will do it for today on the announcements. And now I am so excited to bring Julie Ryan on. Well, welcome back, Julie Ryan, to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. It's always so much fun when you come on. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Oh, I, I just love it. We have to do this more often. Well, this is ridiculous that we wake. But you have got such a huge audience anyway on Law of Attraction Radio Network. You know, your phone lines are always filled to the max. People want to ask you a question, and you're doing a wonderful show. So I just want to remind that all you have to do is go watch Julie Ryan. Ask Julie Ryan. You can find it anywhere and just plug in and dial her up and ask a question because I think you're going to love it. I know you will because I've already experienced her and she's wonderful. But even though I said all that, have I been talking a lot? I get so excited. So, Julie, thank you. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. Yeah, my show is really fun, as you know, Jules. Uh, thanks for providing the network to host it on. But it's, I'm a businesswoman and an inventor who learned how to do woo-woo. And I tell people I'm a buffet of psychicness. So I can scan you medically. We can talk to your dead grandma. I can scan your pets. We can do past life stuff, spirit guide stuff. I mean, whatever. It's just a ball. And so people call in from all over with questions that 
cover the gamut. It's just every show, every week is different. You know, you listen to them. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're a lot of fun. And and what really is phenomenal about that is that you touch there's every subject. People will ask you anything. But mm-hmm. you're self-taught. That's right. Yes, and I learned how to do what, all this. Yeah. That's what yeah. people need to realize yeah. is that our ability to tune in. And you actually teach people how to do this. That's right. Four times a year, I have a class. I call it Angelic Attendant Training. And it is uh, a blast. We have so much fun. And I teach people how to communicate with spirit. If you can communicate with spirit, you have access to universal intelligence. And anything you want to know, anybody you want to talk to, anybody you want to scan, anybody, any animal, any past life, any of that. I equate it to if somebody learns how to read, they can access intelligent, any kind of information that's in the written word. They can learn to communicate with spirit and more importantly, validate the information that they're getting than they have access to whatever. So for instance, when I'm doing a medical intuitive scan on somebody, it's my spirit I raise to a vibrational level where spirit hangs out because the spirit, when it's not attached to a body, vibrates faster. Because the body slows it down. Body has mass. Yeah. So I turn my abilities on and off at will. I raise my vibrational level. It takes me a nanosecond. And then I close my eyes, Jules, and I watch a laser beam go from my body. And then it hooks into the person's body wherever they are, anywhere in the world. And it's as if I have a hologram of them in my mind's eye. And I can, um, gosh, it's like I'm looking at an x-ray or a CT scan or an MRI. And then I, I, things are identified that are medical conditions. And then immediately thereafter, there's some type of healing that happens. And it can take the form of something getting added, something getting removed. I watch procedures all the time that emulate what I saw in operating rooms for all those decades because I'm an inventor of surgical devices sold throughout the world. And then sometimes I see healings that utilize methodologies and devices that haven't been invented yet. So it's fascinating and it's so much fun i have a a great time doing it uh with people all over the world wow how neat yeah um and like i said you're a highly rated show so um so let's get into um talking about your new book angel messages for kids what made you decide to do that I've had so many moms over the years, primarily mothers, that have said, can you write a book for my young child that will explain what happens when a loved one passes? Because we're at the funeral or the funeral home, they see grandma's body in the casket, and we're telling little Susie that grandma's in heaven. And my three-year-old little Susie is saying, mommy, that doesn't make any sense. And then I've had moms throughout the years say, can you please explain why my son who's four is being visited by my deceased granddad? And he, my son knows facts about my grandfather's life that I didn't even know. And my, oh. there's no way little Johnny could know about that. And can you explain how my three or four or five-year-old knows about past lives? 
And I have a, a friend whose grandson said to his mother one day, mommy, you're my favorite of all my mommies. And she said, oh. well, honey, honey, I'm your only mommy. His name was Walt. His name's Walter. Is that a riot? And he was four at the time. And she said, well, honey, I'm your only mommy. And he said, no, mom, you know, babies are born to moms and dads and then they grow up and then they die and then they come back and they're born to new moms and dads and then they grow up and they die. And you're my favorite of all my mommies. And so, of course, she's calling her mom, and her mom's calling me, and they're going, what the heck? How do I explain this to Walt? So that's, that's where Angel Messages for Kids came from. Here's the book. And it yeah. has amazing illustrations in yeah, it. Yeah, the graphics in it are yeah, incredible. Are of course, terrific. kids are going to be gravitating towards it. What I really like is that it's something that you can read to them yeah. before you go to sleep. Yeah. And you know how kids want to listen to it over and over and over right. again? Right. And it's like creeping into their mind. It's teaching them. It's wakening them up for all of these fantastic experiences in life. You, you have to start early like that. That's what's so great about this book. And it teaches the parents, too, in concise language. I think it has 17 sentences in it. And how it <laughs> came about was I was, my husband and I were driving to Chicago. I live in Birmingham, Alabama. So it was about a 10-hour drive, maybe 11. And we're driving to Chicago. And I said to my husband, I'm really being led to write a children's book because I've written a book called Angelic Attendance. And it talks about what happens when we transition from this life into the next. But that's a grown-up book. Yeah. And so I said, I'm being, I'm being inspired to write a children's book. I'm telling you, Jules, within 10 minutes, my next call came in, my next client, who happened to be head of early childhood learning for Google, the executive oh, VP. Wow. And I said, I'm thinking about writing a children's book. And she said, well, great. Send me the manuscript and I'll be happy to look it over and I may make suggestions. So fine. Now, no coincidences in life, right? Yeah, right? We get to my brother's house. His sister-in-law and her husband are over for dinner. The sister-in-law after dinner says, we started talking about something about a funeral. And she said, my brother died when I was five. Big Italian family. She said, all these old Italians were at my house wailing. And they kept telling me that my brother was in heaven. And she said, I, I had no idea what that meant. She said, I wish somebody would have given me a book that would have explained all that. Same yeah. day. I'm saying, okay, message number two. Next morning, I wake up before I even get out of bed, Jules, and I get angel messages for kids as the title comes in my head. So, of course, I looked at it, looked at it online, you know, not used, sent a, an email to my lawyer, my um, intellectual property lawyer. I have patents and trademarks, of course, as an inventor. And I said, trademark angel, angel messages. It was, it was available. So that's being trademarked. And so I wrote the book on the way home, which was two days later, sent it to this Google woman. She looked at it, took her 10 minutes, sent it to my editor, took her 10 minutes, found an illustrator the next day, and went to the races. So then I checked in with my spirit guide, who's a, a um, dead Pope, Pope Clement VI. And I said, uh, I said, okay, I'm doing this. Is anything else I need to know? He said, yeah, it's got to be out by Christmas. And I said, well, I can't get it done that fast. It'll probably be out mid next year. He says, no, it's got to be out by Christmas. So I argue with him. And he always says to me, Jules, just do it. He's like a Nike ad. Just do it. 
he says that to me often when I'm telling him why I can't do things. So I get it out December 20th. Just this past Sunday, I'm being interviewed on a show in Australia, and the host said to me, well, now you know why Clement wanted it out by Christmas. And I said, what do you mean? And she said, in time for this COVID situation. She said, how much comfort is this bringing little children around the world, understanding what everybody's talking about when somebody dies, because it's fearful, Mm -hmm. teaching them that they can talk to their deceased loved ones, teaching them that we're all spirits attached to a body, teaching them that their guardian angel is always around them and other angels are around them. And she said, it makes perfect sense to me why your spirit guide was giving you you know, the mandate to get it out by Christmas, because that's when this COVID thing started materializing. Yeah. Right. And I thought, well, I never thought about that, but I thought that was a great point. Yeah. So here we are. Well, regardless of the coronavirus or whatever it is, it is just so important for kids to grasp this at such an early age and to have that comfort stay with them for the rest of their life. It's, it's just a start. It's a fabulous start to life. Right. And, and to get them to understand that they can communicate with spirit. Because people with whom I work, especially my students, we're reawakening the intuitive ability that we all have, that we shut down. And then we're learning to enhance it. It's like, I can teach you to play the piano. And you're going to know how to play perhaps chopsticks doesn't mean you're going to be a concert pianist after a month of piano lessons, but it means you're going to know how to do it. And then you can enhance your abilities as you see fit. That's what I do. So everybody that takes my class and we do it for four Saturdays in a row, four times a year, and it's two hours online. So we have people from multiple countries got to speak English <laughs> to be on and, and by the end of the class, they're able to do all this stuff that I do. So is that um, connecting to your intuitiveness? Absolutely. You are learning how that they're, you're just connecting. You're helping them to connect so that they can bring it down to their human level to understand. Right. What I do is I hold a super high vibration where I do this work. And People can't reach it if they've never felt it and they don't understand that it's even there. So I hold that space for eight hours over four weekends. And then they're, they're taught how to turn it on and off, how to access it. And then they're taught how to validate the information that they get. So the first hour is lecture and discussion. The second hour is practicum. We're actually doing they learn remote viewing. They learn to communicate with spirit. We do it all together as a class, which is why it's limited to 12 people. And we bond, and it is a blast. We have so much fun. And then once a month, any graduate, we all get together. Once a month, we'll be together on Saturday, anybody that wants to participate. And it's Q&A and stuff like that. So we keep the community tight. Uh-huh. And at the same time, we have a private Facebook group. So they're all communicating with their classmates and other graduates online in the meantime, you know, in between the different times. And it's really, it's really been remarkable. And I was inspired to do that. And again, Pope Clement said to me, you got to do this, 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 told me what time to have it, told me how many people to limit it to, told me the price, said, you get it out there within the next 10 days. (laughs) I said, there's no way I'm going to get it done that fast. He said, just do it, which he always says to me. 
and I did. And within 48 hours of my talking about it on the show, we had eight people in four countries sign up for it. So wonderful? divine intervention, divine guidance on all of this. I think it's critical that people learn how to do or to understand their intuitive gifts mm -hmm. and everybody's got them because it can help you in business. It can help you communicating with other people. It can help you in every area of your life. You just become, um, a more comprehensive person, but you're happier because you know what to do. You're not really at loss. Now, have you ever been at loss at what to do? Oh, yeah. I'm an inventor, and I've founded nine companies in five industries in 30 years. So, absolutely. And, and the thing with this, you're right, it gives us access to universal intelligence and guidance and how to validate the guidance we get because spirits are really literal. So, you got to know how to validate it. It's, they're always going to give the correct answer, but it's how applicable it is is going to be predicated on the, how the question is asked. For instance, if you ask spirit, am I going to enjoy the concert? You get a yes. Okay, fine. You go to the concert. You hate it. And you're thinking, what's up with that? Versus if you would have asked, will I enjoy the concert on Thursday, April 2nd of 2020 at whatever venue to listen to whatever symphony or whatever you're, whoever, whomever you're going to listen to. See the difference in how the question is asked? The first way, am I going to enjoy the concert? It could be any concert from now till kingdom come. So we want to be really specific. The other thing is, to your point about, about the, the joy level in one's life, when somebody vibrates at a high level, and I teach my students how when they're feeling bad to get back to that high level, that's when the magic happens. That's when the abundance comes in. That's when all of the things that seem serendipitous. No coincidences in life, but, you know, things unfold in ways that we just can't even imagine. And that's when it's really fun. In, in abundance in every area, money, health, love life, family life, whatever, all of the above. Especially with health, I notice, and you're medical intuitive, so you really know this. But with me, it's like, okay, if I see something, I'll get on the internet and then I'll know, oh, okay, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, it's like, you know, automatically. Yeah, of course. That makes so much sense. So it's mm -hmm. really, really wonderful to be able to tune in and discover everything for you. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it's just, you're powerful. People don't realize that. And I think that's what you bring out in them, mm -hmm. that they're each powerful to create an incredible life with ease right and it's all focused on what we're thinking about you're the queen of law of attraction same thing <laughs> our heads are like big satellite dishes they receive and transmit base thoughts do not originate in our heads they originate in the ethers and we pull them in right and then when we pull them in it's like a radio channel and we can change that channel and whatever we're thinking about, you know, we're going to get more of. Like if you're having a negative thought pattern, it seems like before you know it, you're in a black hole and you're making all this stuff up yeah. in your head. So that's what we attract. The laws of the universe, that's what we're going to attract, whatever we're thinking of. And you're the expert on that. 
Well, I don't know if I'm the expert because every day I'm learning more and more. Mm -hmm. Even after all these years, it's infinite information is flowing in. Are you feeling that too? Oh yeah, always. always. It's just, and, and, when, and when it stops, we, we transition, we die because then we're done exploring. So when people say, I just wish my head would stop with all these thoughts. Well, okay, you, you can stop it, but that means you're just gonna, you know, you're gonna be you're transitioning. Gonna be physical. You're gonna be in what we call heaven. Yeah, that, yeah. and that's a, that's a great place to segue into your last book because that really gives comfort to so many people. The question is, what happens when you have a loved one who's passing? What in the heck is going on? What are they seeing? What are they feeling? Is there life after death? Yes, yes, yes. All of the above. <laughs> my, I knew you were going to say that because I read your book. <laughs> my unequivocal answer is yes. So here's the first book. It's called Angelic Attendance, What Really Happens as We Transition from This Life into the Next. And I go through what I call the 12 phases of transition, and there are graphics in there. And it talks about how we're surrounded by deceased loved ones and angels, and even deceased spirit, spirits of deceased pets, which I know you love that yeah. thought because you're such a cat woman. And, <laughs> and yeah. It's just a, a remarkable event in everybody's life. We all go through felt 12 phases of transition, whether it happens instantly in the case of a suicide or a homicide, or whether it takes days, weeks, months, even years. There's a gal that called into my show for two years, and her father was in phase 11 of 12. He had Alzheimer's. It took him two years to die. Oh, my goodness. But and then so, he wasn't cause he didn't have the mind. He didn't have the mind. Yeah. And, and the thing to remember with this is that we all decide when we go, where we go, how we go, who's with us when we go. I know you've heard of stories. Every funeral director has lots of stories of families that sat with grandma for a month and then Susie was on duty and Susie got up to get a cup of coffee and grandma slipped away while Susie was out of the room. And so we all decide when we go. So the book talks about what happens, and it also has many stories in it about families with whom I've worked that are really heartwarming and comforting. This, this book is used, I didn't see this coming, Jules. This book is used in uh, churches around the country, ah. in Sunday school classes. It's used in synagogues. My parish, I go to a Catholic church, my parish gives a book to every family that comes in to plan a funeral and every oh. family that has a loved one in critical care. And it's the chart of these 12 phases of transition is on my website, AskJulieRyan.com, so anybody can go look at it. And it gives families so much comfort at such a heart-wrenching time. Yeah. And so I think both of my books, unbeknownst to me, when I wrote them, are so applicable right now with what's going on around the world with this pandemic. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Let's, um, what's your advice for people um, that are being affected by it? Um, what should we be doing and what, what should we be planning for? Is it going to get worse? Are there going to be 100, 200,000, 300,000 people die from it? What, it, what do you see? I believe yes. 
I believe that we all need to follow what our governments are telling us, both federal and, and state and local. I think it makes sense to stay home and limit how much time you're out, especially if you have a health issue, you know, follow oh, the guidelines. Yeah. And uh, there's a, a friend of mine who's a world-renowned geneticist. His name's Dr. Neil Lamb. And he has put out five-minute videos. It's called Shareable Science. So if you go to, if you Google shareable science in any of your search engines, you'll find them. And they are in touch with the Center for Disease Control, the National Institutes of Health, other regulatory bodies around the world. They're, they're collaborating with other scientists around the world. And it really separates fact from fiction. So if you're very interested in finding out how all this works, I highly recommend shareable science with Dr. Neil Lamb, go go check that out. Uh, I think I think there are an, there are amazing things that are happening as a result of this situation. When I watch President Trump's press briefings most days, I'll we'll yeah. record them and watch them later. It makes me teary when I hear about all the companies that are coming up and they're oh. retooling and they're they're the auto manufacturers are making ventilators and. Fruit of the Looms making masks and gowns and, and my pillows making masks. My pillows. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And the things that you hear about people that are just doing, my husband and I sent a hundred meals from a Greek restaurant down to our university emergency room for the staff that are working 14 hour days, seven days a week. They were so thrilled. You know, it's some little thing that we can do to show them that we appreciate. I have a friend who's a physician in London and they had a, a um, oh, event a week ago where at eight o'clock PM, everybody went outside and clapped and cheered and, and, and were, was paying homage to all of the healthcare workers. Um, around the whole UK, you know, everybody did it at the same time. It would be like running the church bells or ringing the church bells all at one time. So I think there are so many new procedures and policies and relaxing FDA policies is huge, huge, mm -hmm. because I invented surgical devices. I was regulated by the FDA for years. Those guys were a nightmare to get anything new passed. Then they've relaxed some of these rules. I could sell product years in advance in Europe than I could sell here in the US. Mm, we're strict, I guess, yeah. You know, well, and, and rightfully so, but there comes a time where when you're in need, one of my inventions was during the AIDS epidemic and it was, collecting blood during surgery and putting the patient's own blood back into them so they don't have to use somebody else's blood. Yeah. And it was used in Europe for years before it was approved here. So I think I'll, there's so much good that's coming as a result of this. Yes, there is, there is a lot of good and a lot of sadness. And that too is where you step in right? because you can help people to adjust to the grief and right. what their loved one is going through or what they may be going through. Right. And grief, how I explain grief is it's like waves of the ocean. It comes in with a crash. It hurts a lot. And then, you know, eventually it's going to recede and then it's going to be calm. And then you're going to get another wave of the ocean. So when you're feeling grief, imagine the waves, waves of the ocean and feel that grief when it comes in and then know it's going to subside. And it does. And then the waves are less frequent over time. And we all know that any of us that have dealt with the loss of a loved one. Yeah, it does get better. And matter of fact, you do smile again. 
Yeah. And you can remember. And if you follow Julie Ryan, you'll know that you can actually talk to them. That's and right. They're there with you. That's right. And that's a phenomenal um, way to be. I mean, it's like you can't get lonely. It's just wonderful. I agree. I agree. The other thing about the 12 phases of transition is there's a prayer. Again, I was raised Roman Catholic, went through 12 years of Catholic schools. And at the end of every Roman Catholic funeral, there's a prayer called in paradisum. And it talks about how the angels and our loved ones will greet us and lead us into paradise. And when I was writing the book, I did some research and I, the best I could find was it originated as a fifth century Gregorian chant. And so I have to believe that people from the beginning of time could see what I see in these phases of transition, but perhaps it took until the fifth century for someone to be well-educated enough because, you know, we were, most of the world was illiterate till a couple hundred years ago, even if that, some people even more recently than that. And certainly some of the, the most well-educated people were men who were monks in monasteries. They yeah. were the keepers of, you know, of all of the documents and everything. So I find that fascinating that as we've become more well-educated as a society, that we tamp down our intuitive abilities to see things like the 12 phases of transition happening. Okay. And we also have the ability to turn those back on that intuition, that psychic ability, that whatever you want to call it, we all have it. It's just a matter of, of flipping the switch and turning it back on. Yeah. I think uh, to life gets so complicated mm -hmm. in these modern days that we don't often realize that we can do it. We are so distracted by everything else going on with the TV and the computer and the phones and everything. That's where people need to slow down and really understand what you're teaching, how to connect. Mm -hmm. When you really stop about it and think about, we really don't get that chance to connect. Mm -hmm. You know, there's people that go to church on Sundays, but that's a small portion of them compared to what it used to be in the 1950s. Everybody was going to church. So it's like, okay, now, and that's where this radio show and your show helps to remind them that you can slow down and connect right now. So you're going to be so much better off mm -hmm. by knowing that there's something spiritual going on that you're missing because of your busyness. Well, and it's not like you have to go meditate under a yerk and, you know, with under <laughs> sitting under hanging crystals or something for an hour a day. It's a matter of you turn it on and off. It takes a second. It doesn't, it doesn't take a lot of time. It's as quick as asking a question in your head, which can yes, take that's true. two seconds. And that's the true, beauty of it is you've got to teach them on right. how they're going to know, is this really Right. from there or is it from my inner emotions right exactly. that's what right. you're teaching them to right. separate that mm -hmm. right and yep. tell you the truth julie it's too hard for a lot of people to separate and again i got to bring this up is that that's what you help people to recognize mm -hmm. yeah well here's a little trick 
that anybody can do. Good. And it works great. And it's you ask a question in your head, for instance, or make a statement to a deceased loved one, and they're going to answer you within a second, as fast as you can snap your fingers. If you think about it for more than a couple of seconds, that's going to be your brain ask, brain talking to you. Spirit's really specific, as I mentioned before. So be super specific if you're looking for advice or you're looking for guidance. And if you think about it for more than a second, that's going to be your head. So you're going to get an answer. Spirit communicates telepathically most of the time, especially to people who are new with this. So it's going to feel like a thought in your head that's coming in. And then you want to ask another question. So keep refining it down until you get the information that you want. Play with it. Ask questions that don't really matter. Is it in my best interest to eat a chocolate chip cookie or a peanut butter cookie? I mean, really in the scope of things, it doesn't matter, right? Yeah. But you're going to get an answer. Play with it with things that it's not a life or death situation. The more you do it, the easier it's going to be. The more you're validated, the more you're going to trust the information you're getting and you're off to the races. It's really that simple. That is a great tip. That is a great tip. And it makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you just got to keep on going. You have to learn it yourself. That's right. At what point do you start trusting yourself? Oh, I think it's different for everybody. I think the more you use it, the more validation you get, the more you trust. Again, teach you to play piano. You play chopsticks. You're reading music, maybe. And then you play chopsticks in front of the music several times, and then you can play chopsticks by memory the more you do it. So the more you do it, the more comfortable you are with it, the more you trust the information that you get. And sometimes you're going to get information that's really wacky. And I have a, a doctor friend who's in London, and she was texting me because of one of her, she's Italian, but she lives and works in London, and one of her best friends in Milan just died earlier today of COVID-19. Oh, goodness. And so she was communicating with her. She's, she took my class, this doctor. I have, I, this class, I have doctors, professors, scientists, uh, other medical providers. I have housewives, construction workers. One of my favorite jobs of one of my students' tools is this little petite thing who looks like you, and she lives uh, in, uh, outside of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and oh. she has an archery academy, and she teaches people how to hunt bear with a bow and arrow, and then she leads a tour to Canada every winter, and they go hunt bear out in the tundra in the snow with bow and arrow. Oh, my god! She took my class because she wanted to be able to communicate with the bears, and she wanted to also be able to communicate with the bears to be sure that it wasn't a mama bear with babies somewhere. Oh, yeah. She didn't want to, and I thought, what a novel way to use this information. Yeah. So it's all walks of life that do it. But, but the interesting thing about it is Maria from London was saying, I'm just so distraught. Can you talk to my friend, Roberta, who just passed? Be sure she's okay. See if she has a message. Well, Roberta was great because when we're in non-physical, we're in, we're in Nirvana, we're in heaven. Yeah, it doesn't get right. any better. She was worried about a dog, her, a dog. She's talking about a dog to me. And so I texted Maria and I said, she's asking about a dog. Does she have a dog? And she texts me this picture of this puppy that she had that she got a couple of months ago. And, and Maria said, yeah, here's the dog. And she said, the dog can see her spirit and the dog is trying to figure out 
okay, what is this? I see um, mom, but I can't feel her. I can't touch her. I can't lick her. What's going on? I thought that was so cute. Aww. Such a great story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I hope it's the dog's being taken care of. And oh, loved. yeah, by her husband. Oh, yeah, okay, she has good. a husband, so the dog will be fine. But, good. but animals can see spirits. Have you experienced that with some of your cats that they look like they're they're watching something cross oh, yeah. the room and there's nobody there? Yeah, yeah, I have. They are well. Cats are very intuitive anyway, um, but I noticed that my one cat cries and cries and cries, and it, she just loves to hear herself sing, and that's oh. how I describe it. And it drives me nuts, but. In the middle of the night, she does it. So I send her pictures. Darling, come sleep on the pillow. Shut up. Come on. <laughs> and within a, a minute, she's there on the pillow. And so it, there is a, a huge communication if you can see the picture and direct that picture towards the kitty. Mm -hmm. That's what I've noticed. Well, you're a visual learner. So... Somebody who's a visual learner is going to be able to picture that. Somebody who's an auditory learner will imagine talking to the cat and will imagine having a conversation with the cat. Somebody who's kinesthetic, a kinesthetic learner, like has to feel things to learn. Yes. They will, they will communicate with the cat about, oh, come on, come snuggle with me and that kind of thing. So it's, it's all dependent on how the person learns and a, and the way to find out how you learn or how to find out how somebody learns is you ask them a question that's a memory question so for instance tell me the first thing that comes to your head what do you remember about your first car um uh ugly <laughs> okay all right interesting that you said ugly so you told me how it looked yeah right so you're a visual learner. If you would have said, oh, that car, it just, it just sounded like a kitten purring. It was the smoothest sounding car ever. You would know you were an auditory learner. If you said, oh, that car was like riding on silk. It was smooth. That ride, we had big fat tires and that ride was just smooth. You would know you were a kinesthetic learner. Feeling. So that's how you can tell. And interestingly enough, when people are learning to enhance their intuitive abilities, and this is what I teach, is we're going to do it how it makes sense for you. How do you learn? How do you receive information? It would be the equivalent of somebody who's a left-handed child and the teacher in first grade is trying to make them write with their right hand. Well, right. why? Why, do you, why does it matter? You know, you want the person to do what they do naturally. And I think that's really important. Instead of technique, it's more about reaching this energy level. It's more about here's how a way is to do it. You do it so that it makes the most sense for you, however it's the easiest for you. Mm, that makes so much sense. I and you're so that. visual, which is interesting because you're in an auditory medium business. Yeah, but there's a, you know, with the magazine. True. The True. magazine is very graphic oriented. So um, that kind of feeds right into it. I don't know. I, I don't know why I'm, I'm doing audio. <laughs> well, the other thing is you're really good at portraying things so that people can visualize them because that's oh, yeah. how you learn. So you're using audio 
to talk to them. You're using visualization when you're describing things and you are really good at describing things and how they feel. Like the exhilaration we're all going to feel when this COVID thing is, oh, when we're on the other side of it. You know, talk about Easter and new oh. beginnings. It's going to be amazing. Fabulous. The joy in the world, joy to the world. Yeah. It's going to be really just at a fever pitch because the exhilaration people are going to feel that, okay, we've come through it. We've survived. Yes, there's been lost. Yes, there's been tough times, but look at all the good things that have come out of this. That's right. That's right. I, I've got uh, um, just a couple minutes more, but I do want to mention that I absolutely think that good times are ahead. The, the economy is going to boom. I agree. It's the absolute opposite. But I'm going to tell you, you you guys are just going to love the, what's going to happen here. It's so exciting. And I'm just, I can't get over it. This is a good, good, good roaring 20s for us. You know, it's like we're, we're coming back to the 1920s and we're just expanding beyond in new ways. I'm just looking forward to this. And um it's all good. I think everything's going to be blossoming out like, oh, it's a good time coming. Yeah, the people that we lose and the, and the families will grieve and all of that. But remember, we all choose when we go, where we go, how we go, who's with us when we go. So if we can keep that in mind and we remember that people are deciding to go during this time, that it's serving them, it's benefiting them in some way. That yeah. when you can, I always tell my students, stay in Switzerland. No, there's no good. There's no bad. It's all benefiting us in some way. And, and that's how that person wanted to explore transitioning. They wanted to explore it during this time in this manner. They could have had a car accident. They could have whatever. But this is what they're choosing to do. I think that helps lessen the sting a little yeah. bit. Once yeah. we can wrap our heads around that. Well, you know, they're saying that it's really the elderly, which I'm of the age, you know, that I could, I'm very susceptible to it, but I'm not really, I'm saying that I'm not, but <laughs> um, it's interesting because the elderly are okay about going. Right. It's like, they're they're they know i mean you get to a certain age it's like hey it's okay it's okay yeah, yeah. and it's not happening as much with the youngins or with uh, teenagers or people in the middle but i think the the elderly are okay with going so it's like it's perfect my grandmother to your point my mima for 10 years before she died, six weeks before she turned 100, she said, I'm ready to go anytime. She prayed every night that God would take her in her sleep and God granted her that wish. And so to your point, I agree that, that so many of the elderly, their loved ones that are their generation and their siblings and their parents are gone. And we, as their children and grandchildren say, well, chop liver you know what do you mean you're ready to go but they're ready they're they know that they've lived their lives they're ready to go on to the next adventure and that's okay and yeah. guess what it's going to happen to all of us 
all of us, all right. of us. But it's to get to that place where you have the peace mm-hmm. of knowing, hey, it's cool. Right. It's all right. You know, it's, it's a good place to be. I, I feel good about it. Although I'm not ready to go yet because I still have a lot of tough stuff to do with the magazine and with the network and we're growing and we got two new movies coming out to talk about the law of attraction and we're going to have so many new listeners and it's a very exciting time and uh, I am so happy that you're here to share it with me, Julie. Well, thank you. (laughs) and it has been wonderful i again want everybody to go get this book for your child or your grandchild or a friend who has a child it's a perfect gift believe me and the the illustrations are gorgeous they are i found an illustrator in ireland actually Ah. who uh, graduated from the London Art Institute. And she was a fashion designer before she started illustrating children's books. Boy, she's got a great sense of color. Oh, my gosh. So anyway, everybody go to that and go listen to Julie Ryan. Ask Julie Ryan on Law of Attraction Radio Network. You're going to love her show. Call in, ask a question, and get her books. You're going to love it. She's just going to be like a member of the family. Once you start listening to her, you're just going to, ah, it's wonderful. Thank you so much for being with me today. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another great show from Law of Attraction Talk Radio. If you'd like to comment on tonight's show, send an email to jules at loaradionetwork.com and have a great week.